about our host, O.J. Tokes, please visit his website, ojtokes.com. That is O-J-T as in Tom, O-K as in Kite, S as in Steve.com, ojtokes.com. Welcome again to the While You Are Single podcast and enjoy the show. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, welcome to another edition of the While You're a Single Podcast. I hope the podcast has been a blessing to you, and I hope you have been sharing with your friends as well. If you have any questions about While You're a Single or about anything you've heard in the podcast, please feel free to email us at info at whileyouaresingle.org. That's I-N-F-O at whileyouaresingle.org. We have been talking about from closed doors to open doors. Here is part three of the message. Enjoy. That's why, and we know. And that's what I'm doing tonight, to help us know that God causes all things, which must include rejection, to work for your good. When you know that, and you get rejected, and you experience closed doors, your response is different. It doesn't mean you're not going to be hurt. It doesn't mean you're not going to be disappointed. But despite the disappointment, despite the hurt, you know, you know what? God has something better. You know that is not because something is wrong with you. It means something is wrong for you, even if it means it's an attitude. That attitude is not good for you. So you change it. You make the changes. But the bottom line is because you know that a closed door is an open door to something or someone better for you, your response will be different. I once heard a story. Some of you may have heard the story as well. About a king, he had a friend. They went hunting together. While they were hunting, unfortunately, they got separated. And the friend, he saw something move in the bushes and he shot at it. Unfortunately, he shot the king. He shot the king's finger off. And the king was lying on the ground, screaming and yelling. And the friend ran to the king and said, oh, sorry, but it's going to be okay. All things work together for the good. And the king was like, are you kidding me? You just shut my finger off and you're telling me all things work together for the good? The king was upset and he told his guards to arrest his friend and put him in prison. So they arrested the friend and put the friend in prison. Later on, since the king doesn't have a friend to go hunting, the king went hunting by himself. Unfortunately, he was captured by some cannibals. They grabbed him and they took him. They were going to, make, they were going to use the king as a sacrifice. So they brought the king before the priest that was to do the sacrifice, and the priest examined the king and noticed the king was missing a finger. He told the guys, release the king. They can't use him because they need a perfect sacrifice. The king is not perfect because the finger is missing. So release the king. So they released the king. The king went back to his kingdom, and he ran to look for his friend. He told the guards to release his friend, and he went to the friend and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize, you were right. All things work together for the good. If my fingers, if you had not shot my finger, I would have been used as a sacrifice. I am so sorry, I apologize, I locked you up. And the friend said, it's okay, don't worry about it. And the king was like, just like that? You're not upset? You told me all things work together for the good. I was, I was not thinking, I wasn't paying attention. I got mad, I put you in prison. And you're not mad at me? Said, no, I'm not mad at you. Because like I told you, all things work together for the good. You see, if you didn't put me in prison, we will have gone hunting together. 
if we went hunting together. <laughs> if we went hunting together, <laughs> they, will have, they, will have caught, they will have caught us <laughs> and they will have used me as a sacrifice. <laughs> so you see, by putting me in prison, all things work together. For the good. <laughs> That's a joke, but guys, listen. <laughs> you got to know all things work together for the good. I want to encourage you to respond to rejection with three things. Faith, hope, and love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. These three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Remember, all things work together for the good of those who love God. So by responding with love, you already position yourself to benefit from closed doors or rejection. I recommend those three things because when you experience closed doors or when you experience rejection, there are at least three things you have to deal with. Number one, you have to deal with the person that rejected you. Number two, you have to deal with the rejection. And number three, you have to deal with yourself. So faith, hope, and love help you deal with each aspect of the closed door. I encourage you to use faith to deal with yourself. Use hope to deal with the rejection. And use love to deal with the person that rejected you. Let me explain. When we experience closed doors of rejection, what happens? We lose faith in ourselves because somebody just told you, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You can't have it. You can't do it. You can't be it. So if we're not careful, we lose faith in ourselves. And we lose faith in God. But I want to encourage you to do the opposite. Go after God more. Have faith in yourself. Understand that. It's not because something is wrong with you, but because something or someone is wrong for you. Have faith in yourself. People don't throw sticks at trees with no fruit. People don't throw sticks at trees with no fruit. You are special. Have faith in yourself. God has faith in you. Respond with that. Use hope to deal with the rejection because when rejection comes, often comes shame. When rejection comes, often come disappointment. But use hope because Romans 5.5 5 says, New King James Version says, Hope maketh not ashamed. Hope maketh not ashamed. In other words, when shame comes, hope counters it. Maketh not ashamed. Some translations say, hope does not disappoint. So when rejection or closed door disappoints you, hope counters the, the disappointment. Hope turns the disappointment into an appointment for you to fulfill your destiny. Hope is the anchor of the soul. If I'm not mistaken, that's in Hebrews 6.19. Hope is the anchor of the soul. And we know what anchors do. They hold ships to be where they need to be. So when you have hope anchoring you, you don't float away in despair or self-pity or depression. You're steady because you have hope. Hope Deferred makes the heart sick, but hope referred makes the heart healthy. Have hope that what happened is for your best. What happened, like somebody said, is for the best of the other person as well. It's just going to get better. Something better is 
on the horizon for you. Have hope for that. And respond with love toward the person that rejected you. By love, I mean forgive them. I believe it's 1 Peter 4, 8. I might be wrong. 1 Peter 4, 8, Amplified Version that says, Have intense and unfailing love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins, or love forgives and disregards the offenses of others. So by love, I mean forgive them. When you respond with faith, hope, and love to closed doors, to rejection, not only will you successfully deal with rejection, but you'll get a great deal out of it. Let's travel to Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2, verses 15 to 21. The story talks about Moses, Exodus 2, 15 to 21. He kills an Egyptian. He runs for his life to Midian, and he sits down by the well. So basically, the door is closed in Egypt. door is open in Midian. Moses kills an Egyptian. He runs to Midian. Sits by well. Then the Bible talks about Jethro has seven daughters. Sometimes the name Jethro, he has another name called Reuel, R-E-U-E-L. Jethro has seven daughters. They came to a well to water their father's flock. The Bible says shepherds drove them away. But Moses stood up for them and watered their flock. Then they went home and their dad was shocked. Like, why are you home so early today? I believe that's in Exodus 2.18, and they said, an Egyptian helped us out and watered our flock. And the dad said, where is he? Why didn't you bring him with you? Go back and get him. So they brought Moses in, Exodus 2.21, and the father, the Bible says, Moses agreed to live with the man, and the man gave Moses his daughter Zipporah to marry. So Moses experiencing rejection because... When someone wants to kill you, that's the worst form of rejection. (laughs) That is the worst form of rejection. He runs from Egypt, and he ends up getting married and getting a new family. Okay. Let's deal with the well. Moses found his wife at the well. Zipporah found Moses at the well. Last month, we talked about how God brought Isaac and Rebekah together. Genesis 24, I believe it's verses 11 and 12. The servant who found Rebekah found her where? By the well. In Genesis 29, verses 2 and verses 9, Jacob found his wife, Rachel, by the well. Adam and Eve, they met each other in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 2, verses 6 and 10 tells us that there was nobody to till the land, so God brought water from where? The ground to water the whole earth. Then in Genesis 2.10 it says, water flowed, there was a river that flowed from Eden, into the garden, and broke into four different heads. So we see water again. 
where Adam and Eve met. Then the story of Boaz and Ruth. Ruth chapter 2, verse 9. Boaz and Ruth meet at Boaz's field. They were having a conversation, and Boaz told Ruth to follow his men and the ladies around him, and he said, If you are thirsty, go and drink water that the men have drawn into jars. So there was water nearby. You guys see where I'm going with this? Everywhere those prominent characters found their spouse, there was water nearby. John chapter 4. Jesus met the Samaritan woman where? By the well. They were having a conversation. And Jesus tells the woman, he says, if you drink water from this well, referring to Jacob's well, I believe it's in John 4, 10, and 11. If you drink water from this well, you will thirst again. But if you drink water that I give, I give, letting us know that Jesus is referring to himself as the living water. He's referring to himself as a well of water. In Jeremiah 2, verse 13, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, God was upset with the Israelites. And he said this, my people have committed two evils. Number one, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. And they have hewed or dug for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that hold no water. A cistern is an underground reservoir that holds water. It's my understanding that the Israelites, in their time, they dug cisterns, underground reservoirs, so when it rains, it holds water. So the cistern is kind of like a well, but it's not a well, okay? But my emphasis is the fact that God is letting us know that he is the fountain of life. He is the water of life. He is a well. I'm going through this because I'm going somewhere with this. How God uses rejection to help you find and fulfill your destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip hop, check out OJ Tokes' Christian inspirational hip hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtooksministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly, every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.